Hey friends, and welcome to the Talk Podcast. We believe that all change starts with a conversation, a talk that sparks an idea, convicts or creates a movement. The talk seeks to foster real, relatable, and relevant conversations that not only challenge, equip, and empower its listeners to be agent of change. As an extension of joy of it, we look to find points of intersection in a divided world. No topic is off limits, and all people and opinions are welcome. We believe we represent Jesus best together, acknowledging all voices and talking through those things that disrupt our unity. When we are united, we can do great things, and it all starts with a talk. Welcome to the table. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Talk A Joy of It podcast. My name is Ashley Bell and I am your host. And we are all about having real and relevant, relatable conversations. We believe that all change starts with a conversation, a talk that sparks an idea, convicts or creates a movement. And this podcast seeks to foster those kinds of conversations the conversations that challenge and engage and equip and empower its listeners to be agents of change. As an extension of joy of it, we look to find points of intersection in a divided world. No topic is off limits and all people and opinions are welcome. We believe we represent Jesus best together, acknowledging all our voices and talking through those things that disrupt our unity. When we are united, we can do great things, and it all starts with a talk. So come to the table. This is the Talk Podcast, and today we are welcoming Joy of It co-founders, Julie Widman and Joy Roberts to the podcast. Yay! And our topic is cultivating spaces for life-giving conversation. So welcome, Joy and Julie. Hi, Ashley Sue Bell. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I love that Joy always uses my full name. Now everybody can track everything about me on the <laughs> Right, we can search it's you great. out yeah, you in real time. Real time. Find out where I went to high school, where I lived. Yeah, and Julie, welcome. Hi. Thanks so much for having us today. This has been a long time coming. Oh my gosh, so long. Years. Years. Or a year. Yeah. Super excited yeah. to have this conversation today and just, you know, lean into the conversations to come. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited that you two are starting this podcast with me because I feel like we could have long conversations, but I want our listeners to be able to get to know you a bit for those of them that don't know you. And so what I want to do is have a little fun icebreaker. I don't oh, know no. how you guys feel oh, about no. icebreakers. I typically hate them. <laughs> I feel like icebreakers are an introvert's nightmare. Yes. I am an introvert, so they are my nightmare, but I don't have to play this game. So <laughs> I'm intrigued. What? That doesn't seem right. I'm not going to do it. I'm intrigued. But you guys get to play two truths and a lie. So whichever one wants to go first can go first. What do you mean play? It sounds like I we're know, just telling you two it's truths and a lie. Okay, but this is, is an icebreaker. Ice Here do we you go. Play it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Break that ice. Break it. 
Okay. Uh, Joy's looking at me like I'm going first. All right. I'm going to give you my two truths and a lie, Ashley okay. Subal. Mm-hmm. And I guess the game is that you're going to try to figure out yeah. which ones are truth and which are lies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, first off, I have my master's in audiology from Washington University. Okay. I have significant hearing loss in my right ear and I grew up on the East Coast. And I feel like we should be playing Jeopardy music I, right now. Yeah, boom, boom, mm-hmm, boom, right. Boom. Maybe we can build that in. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like the lie is you grew up on the East Coast. They're all lies. <laughs> kind of. Okay, first of all, you <laughs> broke the rules of the game. I love it. That's you my favorite broke, part. You broke the rules of the game. Yeah, well, she, I have rubbed off on her. She's no longer a stringent rule follower. Oh my god! I try and convert all my friends to be well, rule breakers. True. <laughs> well, Joy is a complete rule you're breaker. Close, you're close to getting me there. I well, know. I know. That, um, yeah, I can't. Actually, you, here's what happened. Yeah, tell me. I wrote down my th- my two truths and a lie, and my sister here, Joy Roberts, told me they were boring. And so, mm, in the last okay. in the last minute, I decided. Okay. Okay, fine. I am not very creative. And so I'm going to just make them all slightly true, but also slightly not true. Okay. So we're going to have to talk about that later because I'm from the East Coast and South kind of in Virginia. And I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that I'm a rule follower or that I could slightly lie. No. (laughs) Well, I figured you could slightly lie. But the whole East Coast thing that you lived on the East Coast. No, I didn't. That was a real lie. Wait, but you said they were part. Okay, now yeah, I'm they're all lies. So here's the deal, Ash. I grew up on the West Coast, um, California. That's what I thought. Now okay. I'm a transplant to the Pacific Northwest by way of University of Washington, not Washington University. So there see, we that go. was the slight lie. There, so this I, is good. See, I have a master's in audiology from University of Washington in Seattle, Ugh. not Washington University. So I thought I could trick you. Like if you, you did, well, you did. Right. And then I have significant hearing loss in my left ear, not my right ear, which is why you're all sitting on the right side of me right now. See, they, she, first of all, she's good. Whether or not they were boring or not. They uh-huh. were boring to like, begin with, but then they all became more interesting. Okay. You're Her good. I'm going to watch out for you. I know. Because that is very dangerous. So, but okay. Ash, you grew up on the East Coast. I'm West Coast. I, I've never lived on the East Coast. I'm soft. Grew up in California, you know, where the sun shines. And now we're in Portland with liquid sunshine. There we go. Most of the time. Most I know, time. but this is a perfect scenario for this conversation because we got an East Coaster and a West Coaster. Yeah, it's good. Don't think you're going to get out of telling us about your two truths and a lie, though. I see what's. I see what you're trying to do, Joy. Did you both grow up in the city? No, I did not. Okay, you no. were you were in the suburbs. No, I was in a. Rural, every time I try to say rural, rural I can't rural, say rural. <laughs> There we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Community. Very okay. agricultural, small town oh. in Virginia. Wow. I like how small. Um, Maybe like five to 10,000. Okay. Sister. Sister. I grew up in a small rural community with 200 people in it. Joy, how many people were in your high school that graduated in your high school class? I had a really large graduating class, larger than the average graduating class, and we had nine. (laughs) Nine. That's minuscule. That's not small. Tiny. That's minuscule. Also, what is your two truths and and a lie? Okay, bring it back, bring it back. Okay, I've eaten fresh bear liver. 
like fresh. I don't like coffee, chocolate, or flowers. And I'm terrified of snakes. You did a really good job with your life. Yeah, because I I feel like it's very confusing right now. <laughs> There's bears and Okay, snakes. let me just describe the scenario because people are listening, so they, they don't have a visual of what's happening. Um, now, I know that Joy does not always drink coffee. And before today, I would have said, no, she doesn't drink coffee. But right now, this current moment, she is drinking coffee in front of my very eyes. So I feel like either that's a half lie or just a flat out lie. And you've eaten chocolate. She loves chocolate. I mean, who? And did you say you didn't like flowers? <laughs> I've given you flowers. How hurtful. She actually doesn't love flowers. Oh, my god! I know. It, she doesn't know what to do with them. I they stress like her out a bit. <laughs> friendships are being strained. For multiple reasons. And today they're Why being strange. Why are you starting with coffee and chocolate and not bear liver? Why did we not start with bear liver? Well, I can, I can believe that Joy would eat bear liver. <gasps> She's adventurous. What about I hate snakes? Or I'm terrified of snakes. I believe that you could be terrified of snakes, but would you conquer one? For sure. I would run away from them. Okay. I'm not terrified of snakes. I loosely enjoy coffee, chocolate, and flowers. Loosely but, enjoy. But they're not my favorite things. Like I like things much better than coffee. Like water. Okay, I like you're water. offending listeners. I know. First of I all. I know. I know. I'm excommunicating myself from the Portland community by even saying that yes. coffee is not my favorite. But it's okay because you can like water and I can make sure True. that I have enough caffeine that's running right. through my Bring body at all that's, times. Because right. if the water and blood level gets above my caffeine level, I have issues. And so you can love water and I'll be the, I'll be the coffee girl over yeah. here. Yeah. And that's, and that's helpful because we're all different. We can like different things. This is what having real relatable conversations yeah. are about is like finding out what we like, what we don't like and, and accepting our, friendships. our differences. Because yes. someone doesn't like coffee and doesn't like the flowers that you've given them. I, the thing is, I like <laughs> flowers. I just kill every plant. It's true. I'm the same way. And so I, I if yeah. you give me a living plant, it won't survive yeah. past a week. And that kind of makes me sad. I don't yeah. want the flowers die. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. Well, okay. Downer conversation. <laughs> Hello. But mo moving on, I want to talk to you guys about just Joy of It. And can you share with us how did Joy of It come to be? I think that's a great, great question. It's such a, it's such a God story. It really started in just a beautiful space. And, and I think that Joy of It started in Julie's heart and in my heart and I think it started in your heart too. Like I believe that Joy of It is a community. This is something God's doing in all of us. And I feel like Joy of It is just the space where we get to come together and do something together that is significant, that unites, that builds up where we get to live out the gospel together. And so where we say, or where this we say this story started, and I'm looking at Julie, is in Atlanta in a parking lot at 1 a.m. in the morning. We had been to a conference, and it was a large conference, so this would have been pre-pandemic, mm -hmm. about a decade ago now. 
And we were in a stadium full of thousands and thousands of leaders, church leaders, business leaders, ministry leaders. And there was this moment where from the front, they asked how many leaders were leading from a place of isolation and discouragement. And this was this moment where it's like the room got silent and probably half of the stadium stood up. So half of these leaders, these people that we looked that we looked at and thought they have it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, these were the movers and the shakers in the Christian community. They were doing amazing work for Christ. And yet when we sat down and took a moment to focus on that feeling of isolation, half of them stood up and said, I feel like I am operating in a silo, in isolation and a place of loneliness. And at that moment from the front, they asked everyone who wasn't standing to stand and reach out your hands and touch the shoulders of your brothers and sisters in Christ. And we began to pray over mm-hmm. each other. And it was this stadium of, of hearts and weeping and whispers and prayers. And it was incredibly moving, incredibly moving because it was a picture of, of God's kingdom on earth. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. It was a, a Revelation 5 moment where mm. people from every tribe, tongue, language, and nation. And it was like a picture, like Julie said, of the kingdom. And it's what God had been stirring in our hearts. It was confirming this brokenness that we're seeing and the separation and division that we're seeing in the body of Christ. And so mm. we had been like perseverating over this and we had this moment of confirmation. And so we came back from... Oh, so. Then we left the conference and we were standing out under the stars outside of our hotel room that night, holding hands, praying and saying, Lord, what do we do with this? Mm. Like, what is our what is our place? And that's where we got the words that anchor us today in our mission, unite together, build up together to live out the gospel mm. together. And so we came back to Portland and we're like, we're going to just reach out to women leaders across our city and see if we can begin to unite together, to build up together, to live out the gospel together. And so we had a luncheon and we thought there were going to be like 10 women in leadership join us. And we had like 70, 75 Mm -hmm. women. And we started this conversation about how we need each other, how we're better together. And we began looking at scripture from Genesis to Revelation and just this design that God has actually hardwired us for Mm -hmm. connection and community and that the enemy's strategy is to come in to divide us and separate Mm -hmm. us and polarize us. And yet we have this calling to care, love, and champion one another and that that is our testimony to the world. And so that Mm -hmm. is really the foundation of joy of it. And it's been super exciting to see God work in the midst of it and to gather his people. Like Joy of It is just a housing Mm -hmm. center for gathering people who feel called to unite together, to build up together, to live out the gospel together. And, and honestly, that's, that's why, why we know Ashley Sue Bell. Yeah. I mean, we, we met somewhere and you, where where, where were we when we met? We were at a conference. At some conference that I didn't want to be at, but we met and looped me up into this beautiful thing that really spoke to my heart of the things that I was feeling about community and unity and how we can reflect God's kingdom together. And we should reflect it 
together. I mean, we're not a full picture if we're not doing life and ministry and work together. So why are you, and you guys answered this somewhat already, but what what stirs the passion in you deeply other than God's word, of course, to just have real, relevant, relatable conversations, particularly today? Well, when Joy was sharing our story of Joy of It, I think it's just really important to know that when God calls you into something, there's this, this uh, act of faith that you step into it, and yet it's messy. <laughs> you know, you you follow the call, but um, those steps are all by faith. And so as we have collectively as an organization lived this out, you know, we've just been continually looking for space and open doors that the, that the Lord would open for us. And I would say that through that process, through gathering his people, we've seen just our own need for learning and growing, you know, it's been such an amazing part of our personal sanctification process because God has grown us through his people. Mm-hmm. And as we gather with individuals in different spaces and places, he He teaches us, he teaches each other. And so I think from, you know, we talk about really desiring real, relatable, relevant stories. And and the reason for that is because God works through individuals. Mm. You know, each of our stories has um, places of the Holy Spirit working in each of us. And yet I can learn from you and you can learn from me. And we actually represent the fullness of God Mm -hmm. together. And my personal experiences, my life story, my relationships, my community is so different than so many other individuals. And yet Mm -hmm. when we come together and learn from each other, it gives us a larger picture and a bigger understanding of of how great our God is, how mm-hmm. how uh, amazing He is to work in the lives of so many unique individuals, and so it's been a gift. It has been messy, it has been hard, it has been hurtful at times and challenging, mm-hmm. and yet at the end of the day, it's really worth it because mm-hmm. we're not stagnant in our faith. We're growing. He's continuing to pierce the hearts and minds of individuals and. And that's what we think, you know, we've been called to. We've been called to, you know, uh, unite. And if we're going to really unite with the body of Christ, I have to say that unity call looked different over time. You know, maybe in the beginning, we thought we were going to be united just as a church body or united just as a city or united just as a community. But it's really become larger and larger as we realize that God's call is to unite his people. Mm-hmm. And Ash, your, your question about why is real, relatable and relevant sharing so important, it's because that's where we find our points of connection, mm-hmm. where we actually hear each other's story, where we actually begin to understand where someone else is coming from. Yeah. We understand each other's perspectives and lived experiences, and it allows for connection because when I know you and you know me, we're going to stand together in unity. We're mm-hmm. going to find our places of connection. And yes, we have the foundation that we have in Christ, but our life stories are going to intertwine. Like 
like you and I are both rural and now we all live in Portland. Like we're yeah. going to find our connections. Thank you for <laughs> saying it. Cause I, cause I can't, <laughs> yeah. there's just something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And Ash, you're right. Yeah. I think that when I think back on my life, some of the most poignant deep times of uh, connection with other people has been in times where we've had that space for real conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of groups of, of, of women or even at times, you know, in high school or college or, or uh, it was groups of girls and, you know, you're staying up until two yeah. in the morning talking about just random, yeah. but deep things, sharing your life with each other, sharing those hard parts and those high, the high and the lows of your life. And, mm-hmm. And when you share those times, there's a friendship or relationship, relational real estate that is kind of forged mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. I think of my husband, Travis, and I, we used to drive from Seattle to California. And, you know, that 12-hour drive, it felt like we could solve all the problems of the world <laughs> because, you know, we had time to actually talk. And I think right now in the cultural moment that we're in, everyone's really good about throwing up an opinion or a thought yeah. on social media and they they have this stance and it creates more division because it's not actually a real, relatable, right. relevant conversation. It's right. a statement and they don't have the relational real estate with the people who are reading that Facebook or that social media post. They don't have that deepness and that, that strength of time to have those conversations. And so in a lot of ways, we've lost time. We've lost the mm-hmm. art of these conversations. And then you add the pandemic into it with the isolation, yeah. social distancing, lockdowns, Zoom calls. And all of a sudden, we've lost that ability and that opportunity to have those long conversations. Yeah. And so part of what I love about taking time, carving time, being intentional about having these conversations is it just gets us back into those deep moments where we can find a commonality, as Joy said, a place of intersection Mm -hmm. to connect. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we find that we have so much more in common, so much more to be unified than we do to be divided. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the the thing that unifies us as as believers, as people who um, would proclaim to follow Jesus, is the Spirit. And so well, that's always a starting point. And I just love how all of this came together because even how God spoke to you guys then about how people were living in isolation, were leading out of isolation. I mean, that's happening now. I I work in a church and I'm connected to pastors in the city and I'm a pastor and I feel like there are moments during this time where I've felt those same feelings and it's not 10 years ago, it's right now. And so even that's very relevant. And and I love that you bring up the fact, Julie, I mean, you said that conversations can be messy. I think right now a lot of conversations are messy and sometimes it's okay. Okay them to be messy but how do we stay engaged with that process and and this is something that I feel like we're going to be talking about more and more as we dive into the podcast and and we'll we'll mention some things later for you guys about so another upcoming topic but the last question that I wanted to ask was what are some of the the platforms that you guys are creating or hoping to create to have real, relevant, relatable conversations? 
So when I think about platforms to have these conversations, I think they can come in different packages and, mm-hmm. and forms because I think conversation can be tailored for the audience and for the community. And so you all know the answer to these questions because we're doing this together. <laughs> but um, we're looking at starting these conversations in churches and in organizations. And so one of the platforms would be to um, engage with leadership teams. Like mm-hmm. when we when we talk about what we're doing inside of Joy of It, we also have an organization under Joy of It called Frenzy. And so you are talking to social and emotional learning experts right here yeah, um, who develop social, a comprehensive social and emotional learning program for students kindergarten through eighth grade. And so we train and equip teachers. We have a host of amazing individuals who are actually writing curriculum that is in schools across the United States and really across the world now. And what it's doing is it's teaching God's design for relationship and community. It's teaching teachers and students and families how to have connections, real authentic connections mm-hmm. in, a, in a cultural moment where we are more disconnected, socially disconnected than yep. we have ever been before. And so this is work that we're doing inside a frenzy and we're taking that same platform because it's transferable to us as adults, to the church. Like how do we have hard conversations? How do we mm. celebrate our differences and yet maintain the unity and the spirit that we have? And so the platforms that we have are equipping and resourcing leadership teams with a toolbox of resources to equip their leadership team and eventually their community on the skills they need to have hard conversations. And these skills are all filtered through the lens of scripture. This is all Mm -hmm. God's design for Mm -hmm. how he has called and equipped us as his people. Because when you think about in the New Testament, when the church began, you had the hub of Jewish culture. Mm -hmm. You had the Jewish Christians, Mm -hmm. and then you had everyone else, the Gentile Christians. And so much of scripture, especially Paul's letters, are all about how do we engage in healthy community with all of our differences. And we're talking Jews and Gentiles who have a history of hate and animosity and very different lived experiences from very different cultures. And yet we are called to be one Mm. in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like literally Mm -hmm. this was Jesus's last prayer over us as believers before he went to the cross. This is our mandate to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so it's like it's like the 101 of faith. And yet we're in this moment, this cultural moment, where we are failing on how we care and love for one another. Mm. And so we're looking at some really practical tools as a team to build up leadership teams and really resource communities on how to have connection and work through tension and how to have tension that is constructive instead yeah. of destructive. Yeah. And so we're in the process of of yeah. all that together. Which is good. I mean, I'm excited. I'm part of that. I'm I'm excited about all of that. And um, we're going to have you guys on the following episode, episode two, where we dive into social emotional learning. So a lot of you guys listening probably heard that and you're like, oh, well, what is that? We need to know more about that. You will have no fear. Um, Episode two, we're going to dive into social emotional learning and Joy and Julie will be joining me for that. Thank you guys 
for being here with me. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley Sue Bell. Yeah. <laughs> it's seriously, I could talk to you two all day. You're two of my favorite people. Thank you guys for listening. I want to give you a brief homework assignment. Hey, go out there and have a conversation with someone. It doesn't have to be super intense. It can be about anything you know if you like snickers bar you prefer a mars bar i don't even know if they make mars bars anymore but just have a conversation and make sure that it's real and that you're authentic in that process and practice that before you join us next week our next episode like i said is with joy and julie again and we're going to be diving into what is sel and you can find the the talk podcast wherever you listen to podcasts whether it be on apple or spotify we'll be there and go ahead and check out our websites www.joyva.org or www.frenzy.co and we'll see you next time